Welcome back to FSN. It's been a while, hasn't it? But welcome back. Too right, it has. Yeah. I'm Wes Carey. You might have seen me on such things as Saturday Night Chuck Lotto, um, with my guests of Charles Bergeron. Hey, it's good to see you again, Charles. It's good to see you guys again. Tyler, everyone's favorite swearing horse, Tyler Colt. I almost forgot that. How can you forget me? Nobody can forget I me. Forget Everyone loves you. Tyler. I forgot, the, I forgot the catchphrase I had for a while. <laughs> yeah. Everybody loves Tyler. Uh, except the producers, yeah. but whatever. And join us a yeah. little later on it will be Dakota Bruce. He's currently just waiting for him to come through, but I will talk to you guys briefly. Uh, so... Uh, well, we got a quick thing there. He'll be, he'll be on a sec. Uh... So, Tyler, how has the break been been for you? Uh, the break's been good. You know, it's been the first uh, Christmas as a family with me and the missus. So it's been quite a touching year, first Christmas with we one. Mm-hmm. So it's been quite quite relaxing, but good to be back in the seat, ready to go. Another good season for the FSN as we roll into, like, you know, the tail end of the seasons for the UFFL, as we'll explain a little bit later. Yeah. Got quite a bit of Fafel news as well. We've got even some FFBL news. I kind of forgot they were around for a little bit, but they are still getting stuff ready. So it looks like we might finally be seeing that, which will be good. I'd, I'd like to see it. But anyway, I should go over to Charles. How have things been in Montreal since the break? Uh, well, uh, it, it sure been really special. Uh, the season's still going for the Royale. I mean, the, it's been uh, 50-50. I mean, we'll maybe talk about that later uh, with with Appleby. Uh, excuse me. Mm-hmm. With Appleby that's been injured. Uh, things are looking... Uh, uh, not too good, but uh, the we're still in it. Then, otherwise, uh, uh, it's been good uh, l- watching, uh, uh, w- working as a, a sports uh, journalist at the Montreal Gazelle. I studied uh, to branch out a little more than just football, and uh, people seem to appreciate that. So it's pretty cool. Well, that's good. I, I'm quite happy with that. Meanwhile, to try and get the funds back after... Well, I mean, I don't even know what happened. We were meant to have a first anniversary special, but I don't know how the funds were gone. Either we blew them trying to book the thing, or it got stolen by someone. I don't know. But that's, but that's here and there. I had to regain it. So, yeah, for the last... A couple of months I've had to host bloody Saturday Night Truck Lotto on the Seagull Network. So essentially, all you've been seeing me do is essentially announce a bunch of numbers and hope that someone wins cash. So your main numbers oh. are 8, 11, 19, 12, 7, 25, 33, and your supplementary is 13. We Bingo! One. If not, <laughs> join us next week for more Saturday Night Truck Lotto. <laughs> Good thing it isn't me, because I was saying, if you didn't win... Ah. Yeah, I've had to do that. It's bloody hell. Like, it's ridiculous. I mean, like, that's why I do to go through for this show. I have to build the funds again, so... Saturday Night Chuck Lotto! 
I, I figure you'll be able to get better gigs than had that that. Well, I mean, the Faffle isn't really doing much, as we'll explain. So, I mean, I could either do that, call basketball, or be a boundary rider for cricket. And trust me, I'm not spending five days at the same venue bloody asking questions these cricketers. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not doing test matches. So, so screw it, I'm t I took the triple auto job. Uh, but anyway, that's kind of in the show. We've kind of been a bit of a hiatus. We've had to get the budget back. But we are back. A bit of a refresh. A few new things. We've got, uh, we've got the same hosts. Most of the same hosts anyway. But we've got some new guests, some returning guests. We're going to enjoy this season, I think. So I think it is time to go, finally, for the first time in a couple of months, around the world. First off, we've got... Oh, God. First first segment in, we've already got our first case of infidelity this season. That has to be... Do I really need to say anything? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, in the FBA, we have Hawaii Kahuna's player Scooney Barrett come clean on New Year's Day... On New Year's Day, da 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 ba 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 da You know, I've got, I've got to make the pun. He didn't wrap the schoonie before going into the poonie. You and your pun, Tyler. You and your Hey, you know me. I got them all stored up from the break. Right. Uh, we should have Dakota Bruce on in the next five minutes. That would be good. But Hey, Scooty Barrett should have had something on it for five minutes. Uh, nice time. Well, 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 you, you, I mean, you, you can't be too harsh about the guy. I mean, compared to Adam Tavella, uh, uh, Scooney Barrett uh, re really acted like a professional on this one. Yeah, I do have to give him that. I mean, I've seen a lot worse, a lot worse from some other players. Like they'll, their response would be pretty crap. If I'm fair, but uh, but not Scooney. He's that... actually done it with a bit of dignity here, and he's actually kind of he's come clean. He's talked about it. I think I mean he's it's not the best situation to be in, but I mean if you come clean about it, you do what you kind of come clean about, it and you know, uh, but tongue tied. <laughs> Haven't done it for a bit, but yeah, if you come clean with this stuff and you like just kind of let it out there and just let it be known. That's not any better than just having someone come up and bring up the allegations, because then it just gets very, very ugly. Yeah, I mean, uh, he really put up a real true, true thorough stat statement. Uh, he, he really acknowledged the fact that he had a child with another woman, uh, and he said that he will fully acknowledge it. And uh, be be there for the kids once it could be coming of age. Uh, I mean, it's never easy, but he, he did he did take it like a man. He act like a true professional. 
and uh, many people were praising him for from it. So uh, he he is shown to be uh, a great uh, a great role model. Well, maybe not for for that, but he it was good to to see uh, this type of reaction for a change. Mm-hmm. I highly agree with that. I mean, she's. We've gone into kind of details about this stuff sometimes, and trust me, it's not been pretty. But I mean, I mean, this is, uh, yeah, this is right for a change. I mean, I'm just, I mean, I don't really have that much to say about it. I mean, when you come clean like this, and you kind of be nice like this, and just, just try and take it with some dignity, I mean, you're really just taking it with dignity. It's not like, like Damien Bartlett, Adam DeVella, God knows who else. But yeah, that's that's how it is. Uh, next up, we've got some more things here with FMZ. Another thing I can't stand, but whatever. Uh, Texas Lone Star player Andy Sackford. Is that Andy Sackford? Is it that? Is that mm-hmm. how I pronounce it? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Andy Sackford was was settled with a fine following the FMZ news of a woman having pictures and a tape recording of an intimate party re- organized by Mr. Sackford and have recorded it. Uh, yeah, here's another, here's what I was talking about. <laughs> like, uh, well, let, let's say that uh, Mr. Sackford uh, had a pretty much uh, rough history. I mean, uh, when he entered to the league, he was fully... He, he, well, he fully admitted that he had his own harem of ladies back at home. Uh, oh, and and eventually, he kind of caught up with him when uh, he, he, he was uh, a couple of years ago. He, he got uh, kidnapped for, uh, by one of the ladies and uh, she flee uh, not before like uh, mute, uh, mute uh, to give him grievous uh, injuries like cutting his hair and and, and stuff. Uh, it was pretty bad, but uh, the guy seemed to really turn a new leaf uh, around after the ordeal. I mean, he signed the contract with uh, Texas. Uh, uh, he slowly regained uh, his confidence back. But uh, yeah, uh, this times uh, with this uh, this news, uh, it's shown that uh, maybe there's still a little bit of old Andy still in him. But uh, uh, at this point, uh, we can't really uh, tell. Uh, 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 this he took a fine, and maybe uh, he, he's going to. To continue uh, trying to uh, get uh, to uh, regain a good image, but uh, we never know how it, uh, with those guys. Yeah, that's kind of a bit how it is. I mean, you you don't know until the full story's been painted. But I mean, at the moment, it just it does not look good for him. I'll say that. Uh, Tyler, you have any thoughts on this? Apart from maybe a good business opportunity, with all these like freaking stories of infidelity and stuff, maybe we should make like FSN branded condoms. We make a killing from that thing. Jeez, uh, look out! He was talking about fun. He was talking about funding problems. Hey, there you go. 
FSN condoms. Buy them at your pharmacist. Oh, hey, what, what did I miss? Has Damien Bartlett killed someone yet? Uh, yeah. no. Give it time, give it time. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, talking about, I mean, talking about Bye, branded condoms. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, hello. Dakota Brewers comes in at the most opportune times. <laughs> Where we're talking That's about condoms. Do, baby. <laughs> like, it was German night at the bar. Now, granted, in the Dakotas, every night's German night, but hey... Beer and sauerkraut, I cannot say no to either. Right. Hey, if you're talking about German, and to make it into the story, we're talking about people putting the wieners in the schnitzels. Um, uh-huh. dear God. Did, you, did you happen to see any Dakota bikers there tonight? I mean, if there happened to be, I think we might get our next story. <laughs> oh, the next story? Well, uh, well, don't leave me waiting. Tell me the story and I'll tell you what I saw. Yeah, well, actually, I was, I was just asking if you'd seen any. That There's nothing to do with the next story, which is... Uh, oh. God. Well, I mean, they're playing tonight, and I'm away from the arena. I, I'm, I'm doing my own thing. I'm not in Sioux Falls tonight. Okay, cool. Anyway, on to Bangor here, and... Oh, jeez, more of this stuff. Uh, not really infidelity, but more stuff that you... It's kind of, you know, icky a bit. Uh, Not that it really isn't sports, but, you know, yeah. Uh, we got Tia Terra brought up on domestic assault allegations. Were clear, like, oh, they were clear once it emerged about, oh, wait, okay, this, let me read this. Bangor Tides, Tia Terra, domestic assault allegations were cleared once reports have emerged about Miss Terra's well, fiance Daria Dimitri. Uh, I kind of been I've kind of been busy while this has been going on. What the heck has happened here, Charles? Uh, well, uh, not too long ago, uh, uh, a fiance of uh, Miss Tiatera Daria uh, Dimitri uh, went on and made allegation about uh, Miss Terra uh, hitting her, uh, accusing her of the, a domestic assault. Uh, I mean, it it was really out of the ordinary because as we know uh, miss uh, tia terra is such a sweet little possum uh it, it would be hard to 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 realize that this this girl could even hurt a fly but uh, from uh, from uh, what we've seen uh, not too long before when uh, she really did come uh, Tia eventually stepped up and tell the truth that she would never have heard the lady. But uh, there's uh, the the famous uh, report in question was uh, a reporter from FNZ that that came to Daria and tried to show him the allegation, uh, the, the response that Miss Terra did. Uh, what Miss uh, Daria do? She immediately beat up the guy and claw and claw his face in. Oof. Jesus. Why does like this only happen lady. in basketball? Oh, sorry, hey, interruption hey, again. Hey. Two people oh, talk no, to one. No, you say your thing. Early, uh, the girl was arrested at the hotel for assault, but it was pretty much clear that it was all some fabricated lies. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would say in this case it is, but I mean, when normally this stuff tends to come up, you kind of think, you think a little bit. I mean, she wouldn't have done it. I think we've proven that, but... 
there are some there that you think that you can't see and like, yeah, they probably did it. Just saying. I mean, we have a bit of that going on in the entertainment circle, but now's not the time to talk about that. Yep. I mean, have you seen this girl on the, on Twitter? I mean, she, she she's such an adorable lady. Uh, I mean, she loves biscuits and, and, and all. Uh, I mean, it, it, it would be Anyone like almost... Okay. Anyone who so loves biscuits can't possibly be a bad person. You're, you're totally right on that. Mm-hmm. No one who loves biscuits can be an evil person. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Total sweetheart. Mm-hmm. This is a real shocker. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is, but I mean, they've they've been cleared, so I mean that's good. Hopefully, I mean, we, we, can get, we can get we can get past this and just you know move on from it. Yep. Uh, Tony, any thoughts you want to talk about? No, I can really think of because I can't say I follow too much of the FBA. I know. I'm just saying. I mean, and I just don't follow enough. There's only one thing that matters to me, and it's the champs, baby. Yeah, well, uh, good luck with trying to go back to back. That's always a hard thing. <laughs> a guy can dream, damn it. Yeah, they can. Anyway, we're pardon, going... pardon the language there. I, I know how you feel about that. That's fine. But a guy can dream. Yeah, you can dream. A state can dream. Mm-hmm. And someday we can become one united Dakota. But that's another story for another day. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. Uh, moving on, um, we've got more FBA news, but we'll be. We'll be past that in a minute. Uh, Lorraine okay. Firestorm. Uh, the Lorraine Firestorm. Sorry, not Lorraine Firestorm. That's, it's team, not a player. <laughs> so are apparently working in shopping around snack. guard Zach Plushpaw. Seems Love like that name. Seems like his paws would be very soft. Still waiting on the info I, teams would be are. interested in him. As he is on the last year of his current contract and towing a free agent this summer. So, thoughts on this, guys? Well, there's stuff like this every year. I we'll see what happens. I mean, what what other guards are coming into the league? It's it's all about what's going in, what's going out. Is there a real market for the guards? Well, I don't I know. Mean, I mean, I, he's been around for a long time, it seems. But I mean, yeah, I've, I've heard the really name. A, he's never really been a big name per se. Plush well, paws uh, got long teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Well, from what I see, it's been uh, a, a good fixture for the Lowen Firestone, uh, especially when the team was uh, starting uh, re- rebuilding uh, since uh, they got the new management and not too long ago. But it seems that recently, uh, with the, the current makeup of the team, that uh, Plushpod doesn't seem to have really a good fit. I mean... Uh, even when the season started, his uh, numbers started to go down. But uh, make no mistake, uh, Zach Rushpoy is still a good uh, player that's been progressing. But uh, sometimes uh, in the league, from what I imagine, you can be a really great player. But if uh, it just doesn't click, you don't have the, the, the good chemistry, uh, a good player, sometimes it doesn't work. So... Uh, from what I see, that uh, uh, seems that uh, the team uh, is trying to shop him 
in order to maybe cut their losses, uh, maybe someone that uh, asper, asper, aspiring to uh, get to the playoff and make a run could uh, take this kind of players as a loan since it's his last uh, years uh, of contract. But uh, we have to wait and see. That's yeah, all we can do. Yeah, that's all we can really do here. I mean, I can't really say much about him. I mean, I don't really know much about him, and he's kind of been around the league for a while. It's just not a really big name. I'm guessing Tar doesn't know much about this either. <laughs> Can't say I do. Probably all I know about, about basketball is uh, this big orange ball goes and that little hoopy thing at one end of the court. Yeah, And it bounces yeah. a lot. Like oh, that's good. I like the bounce. Down the court. Yeah, I, I got to admit... I was not a basketball follower until suddenly the bikers really made the scene. So, yeah, I, I know the ball goes bouncy, bouncy, thunk, thunk, and it goes in the hole, and there's a lot of squeaky shoes. <laughs> I, I'm not big on the names. I will admit that. You're making this too easy for me. I got a load of things that goes bouncy, bouncy, thunky, thunky. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's called the missus. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Moving on. Oh, there Let's is go. not enough beer in the world, dude. Yeah, there's not enough. There's not enough Curtis Blow in the world either. <laughs> wow. Good, but anyway, uh, on to random. A bit of random news here. Um, local radio news reporters in Quebec City, Canada, have alleged that they've received a tip from a friend working with the Quebec City <laughs> Town Hall saying there was a meeting with the mayor with a group of local investors about a project or a professional sports team installing themselves at the La Centre-Teltron. Well, I have no a question about that. that. Well, no why, would a, why would a meeting between the mayor of a town and local investors be private? I, I feel like that's just something that would show up on local news, or at least public record. Well, no other information seems to surface on who was in charge of said meeting and the results of said meeting. Uh, there is a lot of speculation on this. I mean, well, I mean, this stuff just comes out all the time when... Yeah. As you, as you said before, it's pretty easy for people to find this stuff out. But... Yeah, it's public information. It's interesting. Oh, I agree. So that's just a, a tidbit of news. I'm just surprised it's anonymous. But yeah, it may mean nothing. It may be something big. Well, they might have had the meeting privately somewhere else. Who knows? Am I not? Well, well, that wouldn't that would be national news, mm. but it would be Canadian national news. So it's fair that we haven't heard anything. French Canadian national news. Exactly. Yeah. And like well, that, uh, everyone stopped caring. Yeah, and <sighs> Charles, you. Uh, Charles, you you. From Quebec. Nothing against it. It's just nobody speaks French. It's just it's a mono monoglottic culture. <laughs> well, from uh, from what I hear, of course, there has been turning some buzz. Uh, I mean, some reporter tried to uh, to 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 ask some question after that, uh, <laughs> but uh, the town hall in Quebec City has been pretty uh, no comments. Uh, about it, uh, I'm sure that that friend that was talking about might probably have lost lost such job by now. Mm. But uh, uh, there's Perhaps. not really uh, much uh, much news about it, other that uh, it's been now uh, a little much speculation to see uh, which uh, league, uh, which uh, league that group uh, would have been interested to put 
a team and i mean uh it's certainly not the ffbl because it's baseball and le centre teletron uh, is uh, ice uh, is a stadium for uh, ice hockey uh, so well, really uh, well, hold on by process of elimination and montreal already has the royal and if it's not the baseball thing that's coming up like really what would be left other than fba Maybe we've got a new yeah. ice hockey thing. Yeah. Well, they, it's, it's that would not have been anonymous. Hockey anything would have been all over Canada. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and especially Again, process of elimination. That, yeah. But FBA, uh, there's, from what I think, there hasn't been really much news from the, the commissioner office about uh, current expansion. But you have to, to also imagine there's the DV. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, I didn't realize. I mean, okay. I mean, it could be possible. I mean, uh, uh, Quebec City still... as much as much as uh, Quebec uh, Quebec City uh, uh, is a big is a city that I like to visit a couple of times. It's not pretty much a, a as huge market as other markets uh, in the FBA. Uh, other maybe uh, some exception, but uh, well, that's if I, the same thing. And D leagues go to smaller markets like that, so I think it makes a fair point. It might be a developmental league thing. Yeah, well, uh, I'm sure some people is going to take pay uh, close attention uh, over uh, the FBA or probably the D league. Uh, I don't know if uh, anything has come up from the D League offices, uh, but uh, uh, we have to. We'll wait and see. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I heard they were talking about uh, FBL, though. I'd like to hear more about that one. Um, we will talk about that in a sec. But uh, in my I, opinion, it's either FBA, FBA D League, or New Hockey League. You make the call. Uh, Tyler, your thoughts? <laughs> yeah, it's like. Like Dakota just said, it's leaning more towards ice hockey, considering that's like the national, national thing. And it's like, what else can it be if not maybe a potential branch into the FBA? Yeah, I yeah, mean, I mean, the, oh, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, go, go ahead, Charles, sorry. Go, go, uh, Charles, I mean, you seem to be uh, the one in charge of this one. Charles. Yeah, but uh, I mean, the... Uh, 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 the hockey stadium can very well be uh, turned uh, uh, into a basketball uh, a place also. But uh, you seen those videos of uh, teams of stadium uh, changing from hockey to basketball overnight. Yeah. Uh, it's always interesting mm-hmm. to see those. Mm-hmm. It's true. I mean, before you There's said it was an over. arena, I thought it was going to be a baseball team, if I'm honest. <laughs> I'm sorry, you cut off a bit there? You I, I, you cut off when you said what kind of team. I said I thought it was going to be a baseball team before you said All right. arena. But, gotcha. But speaking of baseball, um, the Federal Furry Baseball League will soon unveil in a big news conference the composition of the teams in the inaugural season as well as the major structure of how the league is going to operate. Big news here. I mean, we've talked about some of the rumored teams on a episode long long before this i mean actually i don't think there would have been a basal team in quebec city i mean the rumored one's gonna be going to saskatoon so 
in Canada or whatever. But I mean, there's no way they'd let him live that down. Uh, well, I mean, anyway, uh, what's the rivalry? What Saskatoon versus Quebec City? Well, Saskatoon versus everybody. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, anyway, <laughs> but anyway, hey, the Dakota and Saskatoon are good friends of one another. Well, Saskatchewan, that is. But, uh, Charles, your thoughts on this? I mean, this has been a long time coming, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, we did heard about the FFBL uh, getting off the ground uh, a couple of months uh, back, but it's been quiet, probably uh, trying to uh, turn out the loose ends, uh, seeing the team, the groups interested at all, and we'll soon have a big answer to uh, who's going to enter the league as long as how everything's going to work. Uh, it's really going to be excited. interesting. I mean, I mean, they're going to have a, a big presentation, not only uh, on TV, but they're going to be broadcast on Snapbook and YouTube. Uh, that's going to be good. I think it will be. I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing where these teams will end up and what we'll get, because it's been a long time since we've seen some furry baseball in the U.S., so, I mean, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I've heard that there's a lot of players in Japan who might end up coming over here. I mean, there's a, a lot of people end up going to, I think, Japan now, because, I mean, that's kind of become the major sporting bastion for baseball. But, uh, let's just say, uh, Jack, what are your thoughts? Oh no, sorry. Oh, oh. Jackman. Oh, got, got confused there, sorry. That's <laughs> no 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 worries. No, it's just looking correct. Thing there, and I've had to go talk to talk to Jack Knight about about like the generals and asking if they are playing at the Oval in London this season. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Paul was yes. did say he might be here, so I, I can see your mistake on that one. Well, yeah, it'll be cool to see, like you know, new sports league, get some more up and coming stars, and there's some more big names and. Hopefully, some more big, juicy news stories. Yeah, uh, don't expect infidelity. The way I like them. Even though I wouldn't be surprised, because they've probably got more balls than any other league. Uh, (sighs) I don't know if the players are juiced or the balls are juiced. (laughs) Baseball! We know whose balls balls wasn't juiced. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, Jeez. Okay, I better move on before I get people yelling at me about just in baseball. <laughs> I thought more people would be yelling at you for saying balls that often in a 30-second period. I could do it. Balls, 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 balls. Balls, 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 balls. Super three <laughs> balls. Anyway, moving on Come a bit. On. I mean, we're looking That sounds up. like the world's worst porno. But extra three D balls. For the sake of the sporting world, stop talking about balls. Well, the balls here. We're going to be getting a new ball in the next over here. Um, the wicket looks fine, but the pitch is slowly deteriorating. We'll see you next <laughs> time on Wide World of Sports. Okay, let's move on from summer sports, because this is getting ridiculous. I'm going on a cricket tangent in a minute. It's also January, so... Yeah, it is January, I mean... It is cricket season over here. Oh, right. No, I, I forgot. You're on the other side of the world. Summer is January. It's a yeah. very strange. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you <laughs> live in the weird. Southern Hemisphere. No, you're right. I'm sorry. Right, that's fine. I forgot that. I thought you just called summer winter. 
Not. But your winters were warm, but you still call them summer. All right. Not Nomenclature not. doesn't doesn't come much often to the Dakotas. Mm-hmm. We're uh, simple folks. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. moving on from the Federal Furry Baseball League, which we will have more news on that as soon as we get it. On to the UFFL briefly here. Um, Montreal uh, reportedly trying to work out a trade to find a starter caliber QB following the injury of their current starter, Tyron Appleby. Bit of a sad story here, but I mean, Montreal do need to get themselves a starter caliber quarterback because they are slipping a bit at the moment. But Charles, your thoughts on this? I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be. He owns the team. <laughs> well, I owns the team. I do follow them as a reporter, but uh, the the thing is, is that. Uh, it, it was rather tough to see uh, Appleby uh, get hurt, especially uh, when we were this close of beating the Ramblers uh, in week seven. Uh, well, I, I'm not going to have my notes here, but they almost beat the Ramblers, and the injury was uh, was really uh, a big blow for the team. Uh, I mean, uh, the team's really uh, centers around Appleby, uh, and uh, Eaton that took uh, the reins uh, for for the team, uh, he, he did he did what he could against uh, uh, Las Vegas, but it wasn't enough as we got trashed twenty seven to three, uh, and uh, Aaron that uh, the front office is going to look at getting a uh, uh, higher prospect uh, QB. Uh, before the trade deadline uh, is over. Uh, because, when is that again? Uh, they, Sorry, I, I wanted uh, a date on that. Uh, uh, it's uh, week 11. Uh, I think uh, the team has uh, until uh, Jan- uh, January 21 at midnight to get some trades right. done from what I've seen the site. Uh, but like I said, uh, the Royal right now are sitting at four and five. Uh, it's not the greatest of position, uh, but uh, if they can at least uh, get a, a good QB that can relieve uh, at uh, the spot until uh, uh, Appleby might return. But uh, if they rethink of their chances, they're going to have to get one. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd agree mm-hmm. with that. I mean... This is a team that was on the up and up, and then their main quarterback goes down, and they're on the downslope. I mean, they got to get a replacement quickly. But speaking of Tyron Appleby, I mean, I'll get to you, Ty, in a sec. I've actually gotten a little bit of news from him. I happen to have a few photos from a Chinese buffet that apparently has him together with a Canadian FBA player. So... Oh, okay. I thought that's where the injury happened. No, that's. I'm not talking about the injury. I've got no. It didn't happen at Chinese buffet. It happened at. Happened in a game. But I'm talking about, like during the healing process. Apparently, he was in Edmonton at one point, and he was with a Canadian FBA player currently playing him on the sides. I have to get verification wow. on this, but we might have a bit of a story here. Who oh boy. But, uh, Tyler, your thoughts on Tyron Appleby's injury and Montreal currently looking to trade to find a starter caliber QB? Yeah, it's like, it's like uh, Charles originally said, you know, it couldn't have come at a worse time for Montreal. They were on the cusp 
of knocking off a really on-form Texas Ramblers. And it was a very close game when the disaster struck when Tyrone went down. You saw on the looks of the fans and players' faces, especially the coaching staff as well from Montreal. The moment Appleby hit the deck, that was it. You know, they just didn't could not recover from it. It's like, you know, everyone was like, oh, crap, what the hell do we do now? Because like I said, all the plays is centered around Mr. Appleby. So the moment he went, everyone was like, okay, well, what the fuck do we do? And it's like, hey, and it just hey, never... hey, hey. you almost it... got away with that one, Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Anyway. Uh, anyway, people are saying that he is—he is right. I mean, that was what a lot of people. I was yeah, watching I, that I game. I understand that, but if he keeps swearing, still, to pay fine. You, you don't say it. You don't want the producer guy coming in here. Mm-hmm. But yeah, as I was saying, it's like you know, the moment Tyrone went down, you can see it. You know, all the players are like, you know, wow, this throw, this throws all the training out the book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it, it, yeah, it is kind of a situation here, a bit, a bit sad. But I mean, that's how football's played. Sometimes you get hurt. Sometimes you gotta recover from it. It'll be interesting to see what they do. So finally, moving on to the FAFL here, we got two stories here. Kyle Shadowworth. We've been speculating where he would go at the at this free agency period. Would he go back home to Geelong? Would he go to Brisbane? Would someone, would an outsider offer him an offer? Would he say it, Darwin? Well, in the end, we had three offers. We had one from Brisbane, one from Hobart of all places, and one from Darwin. In, in a move that I don't know if it really shocked anyone, but I mean, he has officially become the highest paid player in the Faffle after re-signing with the Darwin Storm with a deal worth $700,000 a year for five years. He has overtaken Rudy Walker as the highest paid player in the league, and guys, that's quite a pay. Clear, that's, that's a lot, right? Yeah, that's a lot over here. I mean, it's not okay. like in the US yeah. where you yeah. have millions and millions of dollars going to one player. Like, that's probably the best you're going to get, almost about a sub-million. Okay, well, I mean, it's 700k is the the highest paid from what we just said. Yeah, it, it I just had to make sure I was hearing that correctly. Yep, that's correct. Uh, All right, uh, Tyler, uh, what do you think about that? Well, as like you said, you know, for you know, like the FAFL, you know, 700k that's a real juicy chunk of change. Uh-huh. And you know, I bet you Carl's laughing all the way to the bank with that one, but. It's the same risk as, as in any league, you know, regardless of budget size or what makes, you know, a high pay packet. You know, they're putting all their chips in with Carl Shadow Wolf. So will the Darwin Storms gamble with putting all this money in to retain his services pay off for them? Well, I think it could. I mean, he was one of their better players last year. And I mean, people were thinking that they'd be desperate to keep him as they have shown. I mean, that's just Again, how, how it's been. I mean, the... Like I mean, that he was one of their, he is one of their better players. So I mean, it's better to keep him. Uh, Charles, what what do you think? Well, uh, when one thing that's important for teams to succeed, you always have to uh, center uh, stuff around having the the best player around uh, a player that you can build on. 
Uh, and for Darwin, it seems that Cal Shadow Wolf is the player they want to build upon uh, in order to gain some success. So, uh, I, I, I mean, it's a lot of money for Australian spenders, but uh, it's a pretty normal uh, a guy with a quality player like him. Mm-hmm. That's showing some good loyalty, so they know that they got the one level of player uh, to end them uh, going forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mm-hmm. mean, that's true. I mean, he has shown his loyalty here. I mean, Darwin, to be fair, have not done well. I mean, they pretty much have only ever in a season won two games in a season. They've been here about, let's see, about 2016, 2017, so they've been there three seasons, and the best they can do is about a two and fourteen record, and two and fourteen record, and a two and sixteen record. So that's the best they can do is have fourteen losses in a season. That's not good. Yep. <laughs> but to be fair, they're an expansion team, so I mean, hopefully they can start turning around next season. I mean, they do have the talent to do so. They're just going to be able to have them on at the right time. But anyway, moving on, finally, uh, the Geelong Generals are rumoured to be playing a game at the Oval in London this year to replace a game they had at Lone Star Stadium. Both teams are apparently still have a deal with the Generals, and both teams will be used in rotation from year to year, with the Oval getting it on odd-numbered years, uh, Lone Star Stadium getting it on even-numbered years. So this is very interesting. They haven't officially announced it yet, but... I have the scope to it. I believe that's what's going to be happening. There will be a game at the Oval in London this season. So, um, who wants to go first in this one? I think it'll have to be me, considering you know I'm quite close to the ear of the uh, of the main man, Jack Knight, for that one. Because you know it's thanks to him that they're bringing the sports over to London with all our fans. Because you know we've got fans of all the sports over in the UK. And I think this is an opportunity for all our UK-based fans to join in the sports fun. Mm-hmm. You know, even if it, you know, with it being the Aussie, Aussie Rules game, I'm sure it won't be long before we start having, you know, UFFL games, FBA games, or mm-hmm. games from every league played over in the UK or other, other places further afield. Mm-hmm. Have they not hosted any in other leagues? Could have sworn we play, they played in London sometime. Well, I mean, I, I think the FBA has done an international preseason game there, but, I mean... Yeah, I, that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, I don't think there's been a game for points there, over there, for, at least for a, All right. a league like the Fafel or the UFFL. Like, I mean, we've got... I mean, furry soccer's pretty big over there, and, I mean, furry cricket, I mean... Of course. Jeez, I mean, the Oval's got a big year this year. I mean, they got the Ashes, they got the Cricket World Cup, it's... Gonna be huge there, so I expect this game to be pretty early in the season. But uh, yeah, and I can see the talks that are going on between Jack and uh, people overseas. I can I can see a lot of other stuff from leagues going there in years to come. Mm-hmm. I can see that happening. I mean, isn't isn't Jack like a British citizen? I mean, if he is, I mean, no wonder he's trying to do these. <laughs> he's an yeah, everywhere citizen. Him, yeah, both him and Jack. You know, and the parents originally from London. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, Charles. Before we move on to the next next topics, and that uh, anything you want to say about this? Well, it's always uh, interesting to see the the interest that Mister Knight 
has to uh, bring the sports overseas uh, quite a, 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 a resourceful uh, dragon, uh, I, I might say, uh, other than uh, munching mallows. <laughs> uh, but, oh, those uh, mallows. But uh, it's really good to see... Uh, uh, to see some dev- uh, sport development like this. I mean, the sport, uh, international sports uh, is alive and well uh, thus far. Mm-hmm. And I would agree with that. I mean, I think it's only a matter of time before we see the Texas Ramblers playing a game in London. I mean, if this is going to happen with the Generals, it will happen with the it will happen with the Ramblers. No doubt about that. No, they won't be able to do it with the fan base that they're going right now. The way that they're rambling on, they won't be able to get a game away from their own stadium. Sure. I mean, maybe you might end up convincing some other teams to do it. Maybe we might see Miami versus Baltimore. We might see North Florida do it. Or we might see Montreal do it. We might might see some... I can see a lot of those Florida teams doing that. Like, they... Does Miami even have a, a stadium yet? Uh, yeah. The, they moved from what was essentially the stadium they were meant to build to the stadium that was already there. But, I mean... That's Joe Powers for you, and thank God he's gone. <laughs> but hey, you never know with, yeah. the, with the UK UK games. Maybe they could have a UK series, you know, like uh, a preseason sort of deal. Yeah, it's possible. That'd be fun. We'll get in okay, touch with the prime minister then. Well, I don't know who that would be by that point. Oh, that would be uh, Theresa Bray right now, I think. Yeah, it would. I mean, <laughs> she's kind of a, she's a bit unstable in position at the moment. She's a, she's a little bit of an ass, if you know what I mean. Yeah, she is. <laughs> uh, hey, hey. We're oh, going bah. to get so many comments. Oh, <laughs> well, oh my golly! I can only guarantee she'll be there for another year. I don't know. Yeehaw! <laughs> oh, that's just really confusing with American politics. Yeah, it is. I mean, everybody's kind of weird. I mean, uh, we're, we're not here to talk politics, I though. I know. I'm just saying we've had about five I, prime I should not have brought the up the prime minister. <laughs> Nothing ever goes well when the words prime minister are uttered on a sports cast, and I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's kind of move on from here. And finally, we're done with Around the World. Took us a long time. I mean, we've been away for a long time. So what do you expect? <laughs> Lot to cover. But anyway, around let's the world move on. 80 minutes. Okay. Oh, okay. that's it. Oh, that's it. Next. Okay. Let's move on to the FAFL. I got a long road to walk down. Catch a tram to my favorite ground Use my legs, use my voice Make some noise, support the boys And that's what football means to me That's how I like my footy to be And well that's the thing about That's what I like about Yeah that's the thing about The thing about football That's what I like Anyway, on to the FAFL here, and, well, as we've been talking about Carl Showworth, there's a lot more plays we have to talk about. FAFL 3 agency, people! It's in full Yeah! Play, and many players... New Year! Yeah. 
Many players have signed new deals with their current teams or have gone elsewhere. We're going to have a quick look at some of the major signings here. First off, Darwin's Gabriel Christensen. He's gone out the door. He's gone to Geelong. He's he's on a deal now on a deal worth 13 not 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 13. Uh sorry. 300,000 dollars a year for 2 years. Yeah, a bit of a difference. <laughs> yeah, a bit of you a difference. You can imagine, hey, your new wage is only 13. Only only $13,000 a year. Yeah, you wouldn't even you'd be breaching the salary cap for going too low. <laughs> you're breaching the salary cap for the poverty line. Yeah. Got to give at least a $75,000 deal there. <laughs> Probably. But anyway, I mean, Gabriel has been an alright player for Darwin. I mean, he got a lot of game time in 2017. Not so much in 2018. I can see why he kind of wanted to go elsewhere. <laughs> if I'm fair. I mean, Geelong's not that much of a step up after last season, but it's better than nothing, and at least he didn't get like 100,000 like bags of mellows there. <laughs> like, I wouldn't put it past the owner. I wouldn't put it past Jack Knight, to be honest, to try that. I mean... Just everyone's wages with bags of mellows. What am I meant to do with this? Where's my check? <laughs> 100,000 nah. bags of mellows. Jeez. Imagine all them calories. Yep. Jeez. Jeez. Go, I'm thinking about it. Everyone on that team would be Tyron Appleby, and they wouldn't win any games. Maybe that's you know the camera. The camera would pan around to the field. It's just a bunch of the camera pan around to the field, and it's just a bunch of overweight players, you know, among a mound of mallow wrappers rolling around a big belly ache, like you know, you got one season that stretches all big, you know, nice fit athletic players. Go Geelong. Okay, Tom. To God over us. What do you want to say? Huh. Well, uh, okay, that, that's something. <laughs> are, we, are we on right now? Yeah, we're on. Uh, just, 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 just ask me what were the oh. comments you were saying when Tom was going on about that. Oh, no, I, I didn't have anything else to say about that. I'm sorry, I didn't realize you were talking to me. Because my name is Bruce, D Dakota's just like a gnome that you put on front of it, so I'm not used uh, to being called Dakota. It uh, just, it's right. right, right I get that, I get that. But no, um... Again, I, I'm not a follower of the FAFL, so I don't have much to say on that. If, if I know something, I'll pipe in. Uh, that's fine. I was just... I, you said a few comments on time. I was going on about his thing about the overweight No, players. it's just... It, that, that's how it goes. I said, look, the, there has been a noticeable increase in size in UFFL players, but we're talking about FAFL, so I didn't want to change the subject further than we've already gone off the tangents. All right, that's fine. Anyway, okay. <laughs> moving on from Gabriel Christensen to Patrick Malone. He has re-signed with the East Sydney Roosters for a deal worth $375,000 a year for three years. Good signing. I think that's uh, I think that's a good idea. I mean, East Sydney, they were the hot improvers in the league last year. They did pretty well. Went from 6-10... and 10 to 10 and 8, so that was pretty good. So they'll be hoping to go a bit higher this season. Patrick Malone was a big part of that. He's back. So, I mean, that's pretty good. Anyone want to say anything about Patrick Malone? No, I can really think of. Not really. Okay. Very well, Irish name. All right. 
Uh, Melbourne's Henry Soaps off to the Gold Coast for a deal worth $375,000 a year for three years. Exact same deal Patrick Malone has. A big change up there. I mean, they had one of their halfback flanks retire and had one of them got signed off to elsewhere, so they had to get their hands on a few of them. We'll talk about We'll talk about the other one they got later. Um, but, I mean, that will be a decent deal. Soap's been in and out of the squad for Melbourne for the last couple of years. I mean, he's kind of been rotated. But, uh, I mean, it could be a good deal there. Might not be. I mean, we'll have to see. I mean, Gold Coast have lost a few players here and there over the offseason. But, I mean, that's what you get when you're premiers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, moving on, Winston Howell has re-signed with East Sydney for a deal worth $395,000 a year for two years. That is a good deal. Winston Howell, another good player for East Sydney there. Uh, Colton Smith, he's gone. He was drafted by Melbourne, went to Adelaide, and now he's back at Melbourne. He's signed with the Hamhats for a deal worth $150,000 a year for one year. So It's a, a place gap, isn't it? What? That's just kind of a stopgap thing, right? I just yeah, noticed the numbers are... he's kind of one of those stopgap players. I mean, you see a lot of them. Like, there are just players you just sign... Like, for one year, you keep them there in your reserves and that, and then, well, if you want to keep them, you keep them. If you don't, you don't, and you just find another one. It's... You got plenty of those. I mean, there are plenty of those yeah. this year, but, I mean, I didn't put them in there, otherwise I'd be here all day. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, not to forget that there's also the draft coming in some some time. Uh, yeah. You, you got to take that into account. Some uh, some signings, uh, especially from what I, I read about the East Sydney, uh, they pretty much uh, re, uh, resigned all they needed to have. Uh, they're focusing their further effort uh, in uh, uh, the draft that's coming. Mm-hmm. Completely understandable. I mean, that's what you do when you're a growing club and you need to keep your players. You go to the draft. Meanwhile, moving on, Robin Neighbour, a premiership player for the Gold Coast, has re-signed with the team for a deal worth $460,000 a year for three years. She is probably... She has done really well in the position she's been put in. I mean, mainly a utility at this point. I think once... Eric Blakeston retires, I think she'll take that main role, and I think she'll do very well with it, as she has for the last two years. Austin Warner also has re-signed for the Gold Coast, another premiership player. He's signed for a deal worth $610,000 a year for four years. That was a no-brainer. That's a lot for that league. Yeah, that's a lot for that money, but it was a bit of a no-brainer. He's been one of the best rock foes out there in the league at the moment. I mean... Yeah, like... I, I even remember, recall that name. I don't remember where, but I, I've i heard Austin Warner before, and I don't even follow that league. So. Yeah, well, I mean, All right. they, I'm just saying they I'm did have to It was of... more of a headline with a name like that, to mm. be honest. Yeah. I mean, Austin Warner kind of had to be re-signed. If they didn't re-sign him, then I guarantee you he would have been in another club by now. Just one of those yeah. players. That's how it Mo- goes. Moving on, we have problem? Michael Gouda yeah. from Darwin has signed with the Fremantle Panthers for a deal worth $450,000 a year for three years. Excuse me. Meanwhile, I mean, I'm surprised what? Darwin did not sign him. He is a pretty good player, but, like, he's kind of the ones I'm real shocked. big cheese. I mean, it took a long time for him to even get his deal here. I mean, 
He was waiting yeah. for a long time just to get the Fremal deal here, and there was... Do we, do we have dates on all these? Because I know a lot of this happened in the last three months. So is this in a chronological order, or uh, is there a pattern to these? Not really, but I will tell you that okay. a lot of these players that are here got their deals pretty early. Michael Gouda okay. was not one of them. He had to wait. Yeah, that, all right. He did He's have, right down the middle yeah. of the list. I know. Hey. Yeah, maybe okay. Gouda was just waiting for a more substantial chunk of cheese. Uh, <laughs> I just made the cheese joke. Yeah. Like, he's a real... He, he's ahead of his class. True. I guess he was having a real Gouda time. Yeah, well, They were just wheeling and dealing for that. Cheese <laughs> puns. I mean, he is a mouse, so it is, it is what it is. But I mean... It has. Te I thought for a while there he might have not even gotten signed, which would have been a huge shame, as this guy has a lot of potential on him. I'm glad Freeman. Yeah, one could even say he shreds on the field. Yeah, well, you can say that. I mean, I know maybe he just disagreed with the contract negotiations. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, Any more cheese puns, and I will move on to the next guy. You better believe it. Right, um, <laughs> Michael Gouda, he's he's signed, he's signed oh, with Fremantle. These are, just, these are a bunch of cheesy jokes, and we should stop this right now. Yeah, we will, as we move on to East Sydney's Ryan Palmer. He's re-signed for a deal worth... What do you know? I'm Face Palmer. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm starting to have looks from colleagues at the Montreal Gazette right now. Yeah, we're getting looks from the producer, like he's doing the hand to the hand to the neck sort of thing. Well, you guys right. are making oh, a case Sorry, of let's go back to that. Over here, so we, did we get the number off Ryan Palmer? Sorry, if it, dear listeners. No, we didn't get the number of it. Um, he's got a deal worth four hundred seventy-five thousand a year. For three years there, another good sign for East Sydney need to re-sign him. I mean, they yeah. could have gone with Michael Gouda, I guess, but, I mean, Ryan Palmer... Do you want to go back to that? Do you really want to go back to that? No! <laughs> okay. You guys are making me Casey Moody over here, and he has re-signed with the Fremantle Panthers for a deal oh. worth 450000 a year for three years. Another necessary sign. I dare you to make a pun on the next, next guy's name. I double dare you. We got the big is Cox, Damien Cox here, has re-signed Bradley <laughs> Oh, Trebek. Oh, yes. Come on. Right. Have some decency, man. I know there's a lot coming for me, but there you go. Right. Yeah, well, you want this pun game to keep going, I'll keep doing it. <laughs> All right, well, no. God, no, tell us what's going on with Cox. Well, he has re-signed with Adelaide for a deal worth $400,000 a year for three years. I would say that's a must-sign for Adelaide. They were second yes. bottom. They only won four. Was that a hard thing for, was that a hard thing for Cox? Uh, might have been, but I mean, I mean, there was a big hard-on from Adelaide for him, so I don't know what... <laughs> Did Cox play hard to get? Yeah, but maybe a little bit. I mean, there were a few offers in there for him. They were probably yeah, spitting when they were that, that excited. Cox. Uh, he's on please. the up and up what can I say Chillerman, please <laughs> I mean to be fair I mean 
Adelaide, they were they only won four games, won a thirteen game losing streak. I mean, they needed to keep him. They've kept him, though. I mean, he is pretty injury prone, so I mean, might be a bit of a limp yeah, signing. People have been beating him pretty hard. But, oh, look what you've made me do. Our, pro- our producer just left the studio. Yeah, I don't think we'll be able to make any puns on the next guy. Uh, Yeah, no, it's a real That's not a guy, that's a woman from Finland. Still, we can't do any puns on a name like, uh, was it, Hella Vendelinenen. Sounds like a flavor of ice cream. Hella Vendelinen. Sounds like a flavor of ice cream. God bless you. Well, guys, you've put me in Hella. (laughs) Oh, they they have such rich characters in their names history and we have descended to this yeah we are going to get smitten down by vikings for that one yep oh hella no Uh, it's the fafl pun game (laughs) 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 anyway right what, what the hell is going on I don't know. This is what happens when you haven't been on the air for about a few months. <laughs> I think we're going to ring, have we're probably going to be off for a few more. <laughs> we're going to have a lot of hate mail from Fasler fan. We're going to have a lot of hate mail from Sweden. They're from Finland, you idiots. <laughs> we're going to have even more hate mail from Finland. Uh, well, hell of ain't a line and... I've gone way off course. Uh, Hell of Hannah Linen has signed, re-signed with the Orange Miners on a three-year deal where essentially they've essentially backloaded the deal. She'll get 305000 a year in year one, 460000 in year two, and 615000 in year three of the on the deal. So this is... A- that is... That's actually... Okay, for real, that's interesting that they're going up and up like that is that um is she that good i i i, I'm sorry, I didn't know it what to keep her under the cap. i got tied up on the name and i apologize for that finland i think she's trying to keep yeah. trying to keep it under the cap so they're giving her less money than they probably would have in the first year and giving a lot more in the third year so i'm gonna say that's more so it all kind of balances out to like what should have been uh 460 okay yeah. And that that kind of caught my eye. Like once I was looking that over, it looked interesting. Mm-hmm. But if it's cap related, that makes a lot of sense. Well, it's a good move on Orange Park. So, uh, they're they're a good team, from what I recall. Did yeah, they win they, last year? Or were they? they or are they were they just in the final? They missed out in the finals this year, but before that, they'd won three grand finals in a row. So you are right. That okay, time. so they're they're showing they're playing like a champion with those numbers. So. Mm-hmm. To bring it back down to earth and talk real sports, that is that is some real sport move there. Mm-hmm. And moving on to Gold Coast Premiership player Dominic Cole here. He's decided to leave the team and go to Darwin. Okay. He decided so he Cole's was... trying to go for diamonds. Yep. So he's gone from the best team in the league to the worst, but he's getting 425000 a year for four years, so I suppose you can't complain there. He's going where the money be. is. Well, I mean, yeah. to be, to yeah, that, be fair, shows where his is, priorities are. Yeah. To be fair, this is a but good hey, sign for Darwin. I mean, he has been—he 
he has been great for the team in the two years he's been playing for him. So, I mean, they do need improvements. Okay. I think Dominic Cole can bring him. We've got All right. Gold Coast Premiership player Paul Bate has also left the Dragons, but, I mean, he's getting kind of old too, so... It's not right. like he would have gotten a huge offer there anyway. So he is signed with Geelong with a deal worth 360000 a year for one year, so maybe this is his last year, who knows. But, <laughs> I mean, knowing that, he'll it's probably end up... If, if you're on your way out, better just grab what you can on the way. Yeah. I don't blame the guy. I mean, he's moved to his third club. I mean, he did play for Adelaide for a long time, got traded to the Gold Coast, and spent three years there, and now... He's got at least a year in Geelong, so that will be interesting. Uh, anyone else want to add to that? No, I think we pretty much cover everything. All right. I think we're good. Right. <laughs> yeah, uh, same. <laughs> and finally, on to Brandon Murphy. Gold Coast Premiership player has re-signed the team with a deal worth 475000 over a year, a year for four years, so... He was the one they had to sign. They got him. That's probably good for them. Yep. And finally, we move on to the trade that has happened. Um, we haven't gotten many trades, if I'm honest. But we have gotten a three-way trade here. Melbourne, Gold mm. Coast, and Darwin have had a three-way trade that has seen Melbourne's first-round pick, pick number eight, Gold Coast and Gold Coast Steve Beal, go to Darwin... Darwin's Dixon Cartwright go to Melbourne, and Darwin's Brad Roy go to the Gold Coast. All of these kind of help out each of these teams. I mean, Melbourne had to get a rover. They couldn't really find one in free agency, so they tried traded away their first round pick to Darwin. But to get to get that to work, they had to get Gold Coast in on the deal here. Yeah. And Gold Coast needed to get their hands on a halfback flank. So, I mean, as we said before, they've lost one to retirement and they've lost Paul Bate to Geelong. So, it's kind of a thing there that they had to sign Henry Soap and they had to get their hands on Brad Roy. So, that's what's happened. They've kind of filled that hole. Meanwhile, Darwin, they have a potential here to have two first-round picks and get two very good talents in the draft. I mean you got to give hats off to their general manager there. They've done pretty well to do this deal. Yep. Anyone else want to add to that? Nope. It, yeah, I'm good. Pretty much, uh, it's pretty much pretty clear. You've got to make the, the, those, trade, uh, those trade happen. Yep, I agree with that. And finally, we've got uh, notable players who haven't been signed yet. Some interesting stuff here. Uh, Gloria Lynn from Hobart has not had her contract renewed and is currently waiting on a deal. And if she doesn't get a deal here, she's out of the league. That's not good. Yeah, and it will be a sad story for her because, yeah, she had a little bit of a rough start, you know, going out early on injury and then not really being played at all. And then when she did get on the field, she was a real stormer on her position. So if she went out to lead you to not being signed, it'll be heartbreaking for her, for a her career. It would be. I mean, I think that she does deserve to be signed somewhere, but I mean, that's the thing. Can anyone really get her in? Hmm. Is it really that forward for the league? 
I mean, you don't get signed, you, you're pretty much out. I mean, you yeah. you stay in the pool and that, but I mean, you kind of have to be stuck playing like state league football after that, and really, then it's kind of hard to kind of get out of that because there's so many players coming in. It's a bit of a, it's a bit of like if you can't keep your spot, you're kind of already out. That's kind of a thing. <sighs> Sadly, I mean. But I mean, I do think that someone will sign her. I have, I've have heard that there's interest from the Gold Coast thinking of signing her. So that might happen. That might not. I don't know. But hopefully, she does stay in the league. Meanwhile, onto a weird name here that you guys might not have heard of: Zeno to Tetris. Or Zeno to Tetris. I think I used to play that when I was little. That yeah, was a fun game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. ah. <laughs> I'm the new again. Crew. Again, we are going to get sued by so many nations after this. Yeah. I'm we will new... be put on tribunal so hard for all this. Mm -hmm. I look I'm... forward to it. I am the new improved Wes Carey, and I'm a master at Tetris 2, the even harder puzzle game from <laughs> Nintendo. If you thought Tetris was good, where did you get a load of Tetris 2? Tetris harder. Yeah, well, I mean, he's a former butcher bird, got drafted, got dropped, got signed by Melbourne, and now Melbourne don't want him. So, has his luck run well, out? I think so. I mean, he wasn't that great to begin with. I mean, that's kind of fair to say. Maybe he can his way into something new. Yeah, he might have to. I mean, he got games with Adelaide, but then when he got to Melbourne, he was essentially just a backup, and he didn't even get a game, so... If that says much about yeah. his future, I don't know what else will. Game over. Yep. Game over indeed. I think Nikki Waters suddenly out of favor with Melbourne and no one has sent her an offer. I mean, she has been a decent wing player, but the problem is I think there's an abundance of wing players there anyway and she could end up with a point where she just doesn't get signed, which is a shame because, I mean, she's been consistent for Melbourne. She's been pretty good. I mean, I think just I think she's just gone, at fallen out with the team at the wrong time. I personally think. I mean, any other year I mean, she'd probably be signed up by now. I yeah, it's just that influx coming in. That'll that'll do it. Yeah. Abundance and such uncertain position. You say wings are at most uh, plentiful around the the battle. Mm-hmm. At the moment, certainly. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just how it goes. Uh, anyway, we have got Nick Price. He's been in the league three years, and he's been at three teams already. Started off at Darwin, got traded to East Sydney, got picked up by Brisbane in the expansion draft, and now he's out of contract. Another rock fur here, and that's another position that's kind of got an abundance of people as well. I mean, a lot of them coming through. It kind of makes it hard for someone like Nick Price to kind of stay in the league. I mean, when you've already been at three teams in three seasons, it's a bit hard, if I'm honest. He is the ultimate journeyman. Yeah. Not, mm -hmm. not really much else to it's say about it. The journey has to stop somewhere. Yeah, but, well... Uh... Yeah, well, I mean, I think, I mean, if someone wants a backup, they 
Nick Price is certainly that certainly good enough for it. So I mean, maybe you might get a contract and get end up with a fourth team in the fourth year, but maybe you won't. Who knows? And finally, Alenta Williams from Adelaide. It's she is a full forward and she still hasn't gotten an offer, and that's a bit of a shame considering that she's probably one of their better players, if I'm honest. But that's just how it kind of goes. I mean, they've already got uh, Dominic Urbacher and they've already got Reba Nye, and I think they've already signed those two, so it kind of leads to a point that do you really need the third player? And the thing is, with Linda Williams, is there really an opening for her elsewhere? Does teams can still sign some players... Uh, uh, after the draft has uh, happened, uh, from what I don't recall the rules very well. I mean, you can't sign players throughout the season, but you can sign them in the off season. So there might be a brief period in time where people will probably be able to sign their players or after the draft, but that all really depends on if they've already got their players or not. If they've already got them, then they probably won't bother. So right. these upcoming weeks are probably going to be the real test for these guys. Indeed. So that's kind of a bit of a somber note there, but we're moving on now to the UFFL. Guys, it's time to go over the week nine results. So, Bruce, lead us in. Yeah, sure. All right. So, uh, we start with uh, Las Vegas over Montreal, 27-3. Then we um, add North Florida, who is finally making a comeback after a slow start, but they are continuing their trout beat in Grand Rapids, 16-13. Texas continues their rambling on, and Miami keeps on skidding with uh, another victory by Texas, 23-9. Portland goes over Baltimore, 37-20. Fargo continues their campaign, and Christina Carson continues her MVP statement, beating down River, 34-14. New Orleans gets their second win of the season by beating New York, 26-9. Nashville over California, 19-14. And in our primetime Monday night football game, uh, the Easton Bald Eagles beat the defending champions, Chicago, 33-17. Players of the week, Christina Carson, quarterback from Fargo, with 13 out of 21 completions, 321 yards, and a hat trick, three touchdowns. And on the defensive side, Kevin Cousineau, linebacker from the Texas Ramblers, gets his 17th straight I think uh, champion uh, defensive player of the week with 12 tackles and two sacks. And he is making a statement uh, for a defensive MVP injury reports. Uh, do you want to keep uh, going wait, on this? Okay, stop, uh, stop. Uh, I will stop there. I, I love to ramble too. I was going to say, thank you. Thank you for us there. And I, you can't stop me once I get going. I am a, 
I, I get a lot of momentum. Once he stops, <laughs> but the, the, he that, never that was, stops. That was really well. Actually, uh, for Kevin Cousineau, I think it's like his third uh, defensive uh, player of the week honor in four uh, weeks uh, for the Rambler. He's, he's, the bun he's bun gotten bun at least five. He's just having it's one hell of a season for the Ramblers. Uh, as I said, like, serious, he's making an MVP statement as a defensive player. And that, that's impressive. I'd agree with that. So, What's Nick I mean, Carson? I mean, just saying, I mean... He's, he's been showing up. Mm-hmm. I mean, that big bunny, I mean, he is really dominating at this point. I, I honestly cannot see anyone else winning that award. Just... Simply put it, I think he's already got his name on it. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I mean, they've already got... I mean, we're in week 10 now, and, like... Whew, might be tough. And to he's be. got, like, four or five defensive players of the week now, isn't it? I, I want to say five. At least four. I want to say five, though. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I mean, Christina Carson, another decent performance from her. She... Has been a pretty good player for Fargo of the years, continuing that form. Anyway, on to the injury report, and Charles, you wanted to give us a, something different. Well, uh, we we have to uh, take a more somber note than uh, pass on the injury report uh, of the players that have been hurt uh, for this Not week. Uh, Joseph Ziegler... Joseph Ziegler from Chicago uh, be doubtful for week 10 with a fractured eye socket. Uh, Easton, uh, been, even if Easton was managed, has managed to uh, really get some redemption in beating Chicago, uh, they got three players banged up. Uh, Fritz Oof. Lockhart, uh, doubtful for week 10 for, with the PCL strain. Uh, Joshua Pat. Uh, Grand Pool, uh, Doubtful for Week 10. And, that uh, one hurt to uh, watch. Uh, Terra Evans, uh, concussion in oh. protocol, and will most likely miss it, uh, missing next week. Uh, we are not pretty sure about that. Uh, also for Las Vegas, Troy Schmidt uh, is out for two weeks uh, at most uh, with the torn meniscus. Uh, and oh. And Seth Slater from uh, New York, uh, out for uh, probably one or two weeks with a, uh, a talent turf. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I thought we were going to get something different there. Not quite. Well, uh, for uh, for all uh, business purposes, uh, this week been rather mild compared to uh, the other weeks. Uh, they've been uh, pretty. Uh, I mean, the things are playing hard, and uh, the, it's certainly been a, 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 a rough season so far. Certainly. Yep. Certainly. You know, their, their numbers are all right, though. But that, those were some brutal hits, and mm-hmm. we'll see how they do next week. Anyway, on to the week ten preview here, and first off, we've got Montreal taking on Chicago. Both on a bit of a slide here. Guys, um, what do you think is going to happen here? I'll start with Tyler. Yeah, I think this is going to be one for Chicago here because, like, 
like we touched on earlier on, where Montreal are severely lacking a starting quality of quarterback, you know, and, you know, the defending champions are really going to be aiming to bounce back from the loss in the recent week. So I think this game is going to be going to Chicago. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, uh, I mean, uh, in the meantime, they probably go with Eaton again. Uh, but uh, yes, uh, so far, uh, uh, well, uh, Chicago has been having a tough stretch uh, uh, with uh, key injuries. Uh, but uh, possibly that Darius Smith is going to be back at the helm uh, because uh, last game uh, he was uh, uh, it was Seals that did uh, the game against Easton. Uh, but uh, I, I probably think that uh, Chicago might eventually uh, uh, get over Montreal uh, on pure offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Chicago might have the edge there. I think Montreal might be a bit too banged up at the moment, if I'm honest. Um, moving on to New York. For- oh, I, I mean, I was I was going to say Montreal has what it takes, but, you know, it's all right. You can just move on. Oh, it's all right. Uh, I you'd Chicago's, say- Chicago's not what they were last year. They've dropped a lot of easy games, and I feel like if they approach... The fact that, okay, their starting quarterback's gone. They might get a little full of themselves. They've lost a lot of easy games for a defending champion. Sure, it might be a defend, a championship hangover, but there's still that... I don't know. Chicago's lost a lot of easy games, and while this one looks in the bag, like with Eaton knowing that he's going to be the starter and barring any major changes, they may be able to recalibrate their offense to do that. Not, I'm just going to be your outlier and think that Montreal may pull this one off. Hmm. Well, moving on to New York versus Las Vegas, a decent matchup here. I mean, we've got five and four New York taking on six and three in Las Vegas. Guys, yep. what do you think? I think because I inadvertently missed in the last time. I think we'll go back to Bruce and I and talk about that. Oh, oh, okay. Now you got now you got me no prep time on that one. All right. No, um, I, I'm just going to go with Vegas. Like, they've been doing all right. Both of these teams have been doing good, but given a head-to-head, like, I just, I have to go with Vegas. It That's just gut instinct, and apparently there's a lot of that, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, moving on to Charles, what do you think about the matchup? Well, uh, Las Vegas has been really uh, getting back into shape after uh, a rough uh, uh, start of season last year, and they got back uh, uh, when the other half. Uh, there's they're riding control on top of the division. Uh, New York is still a tough challenge. Uh, it, it's pretty much. I think it could be pretty much a toss up, but I like to give the edge uh, to Vegas at home. Okay. Yeah, especially. And, Tal, your thoughts? Yeah, I think this game could go either way because you know both teams are having an all right season, not overly stellar, not nothing to really write home about. But like this game could be, you know, decided on. You know, maybe one or two little mistakes in game. As long as both teams can, you know, can pull their socks up and keep an eye on things. Mm-hmm. Like I said, all it may take is just capitalize on one little effort from, you know, one little mistake, and it could be either any team's game to lose. Mm-hmm. 
I would agree with that. I mean, it could go either way. Both are pretty decent teams, but I'll give the edge to Las Vegas here. I think they might just pull it off. Moving on All to right. another game that looks to be pretty close. Portland versus North Florida. Charles, your thoughts on it? Uh, well, uh, North Florida seems to, to uh, have uh, finally regained their footing after a shaky start of the season. Uh, also, uh, Portland has been proving to be quite a surprise uh, uh, since they started uh, their first season. I mean, they, they're still knocking at the door for a chance of the playoffs. Uh, but uh, I like to, it could be pretty close, but I like to see uh, North Florida perhaps uh, uh, put uh, uh, with their great ground game uh, edging out uh, Portland. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bruce, what do you think? Uh, I got to go with North Florida on this one. They, again, as I said before, they had a slow start to the season, but with Kenton back in the mix, and playing at full force, I know they had that contract negotiation early on, but ever since that comeback, they have been a real team to watch. They're sitting on top of their division, and I don't see that momentum stopping anytime soon. Uh, so, especially at home, I have to give it to them. All right. Uh, Tyler, your thoughts? Yeah, personally, if you ask my opinion, I'm going to have to go with Portland on this one. Because, you know, yes, right. they are the new boys in the, in, the, in the league, you know, being one of the new expansions. But, you know, like I said, they had a little bit of an eh start to their first campaign, but they've really seemed to have picked it up and found their footing. So if anyone's yep. going to stop North Florida, I think it's going to have to be Portland. I'm, I'm going to go North Florida on this. I think Portland have been good, but, I mean, we're getting to the second half of the season, and we've kind of seen a few times with kind of the with expansion teams. Sometimes they might get red hot in the first half, and then kind of slow down a bit in the second. So, I think we might see that situation with Portland here. I think North Florida might get the win here. But anyway, moving on to Baltimore versus Texas. Does everyone just agree that Texas is going to win this one because it's a two and seventeen taking yep. an eight and one team? I mean. Yeah, I'm anticipating an absolute blowout in this one. I think, you know, not just, you know, like by maybe 10, 15, 20 points. I'm anticipating an absolute snot blasting. Yeah. Yeah, well, I got them by, well, they, they might just take their starters off there. I mean, though, if anyone's going to just slaughter for the sake of slaughtering, it it would be Texas. But no, I, I got them by 30. We need leeches mm. to cure our hails. But the innocent men well, said no more and I slaughtered mean, their crippled enemies. <laughs> Baltimore uh, still uh, still got a decent, a distant, a decent offense they, uh, that uh, can show up uh, unsuspectedly. But it, it's hard to deny that they've been struggling for the past game. They got a big losing streak and uh, facing at home. Uh, uh, Texas, that's been doing on the road. It certainly won't go into hell. So I, I wouldn't suspect, uh, it, I wouldn't be surprised if Texas take it. Yeah, I think this will be pretty one-sided. I mean, do, I think Texas will win, but I'm going to be the kiss of death and I'm going to say Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Explain. Uh, 
we have a thing over here with tipping called the kiss of death. Essentially, it's just essentially an anonymous person who just tends to pick the op tends to pick like the I'm thinking the team that's less likely to win in some of these matches. So I'll okay. give you the kiss of death here and say Baltimore ends up beating Texas and giving them their second loss of the year. If okay. they did, that'll be like that'll be major news because you know, like I said, Baltimore ain't exactly having a hot season, being two and seven at present, and Texas firing on all cylinders, going at the moment eight and one, looking you know like the odds on favorite to go all the way. So if they yep. can knock Texas, you know, knock their momentum a bit, it could be enough to shake them up a bit. You know, so thinking, whoa, what the hell? If it happens, like that could that could totally shift the momentum of both teams. So, but. I'm not going to bet against the way that the wind's blowing. Uh -huh. That's an old saying we have out here in the Dakotas. I yeah. think. Right. But I think that that all makes sense. Yeah, I think that would make sense. Anyway, moving yeah. on, we've got the 6-3 and three Eastern Bold Eagles taking on the 3-6 and six California Dons. California have not been the same since their furball appearance. I think that can be said. Uh, Charles, your thoughts on the matchup? Well, uh, the sure uh, the Dons been going into a little bit of restructuring, especially with their defensive line. Uh, I mean, the team is still quite competent, but they still have some kings to work about. Uh, in the meantime, Easton uh, really uh, have uh, a win uh, in their sales. Uh, or their wings, rather, I can say, uh, as they really been uh, going up, uh, going off since uh, their last, the end of the season, and showing people that uh, their furball appearance was no flute, and they are well aware, well into the driver's seat. So I would expect uh, Easton to uh, continue on their ways and win. Uh... Yeah. Bruce, what do you do? You want to say anything about that? Uh, I, I'm still, even though everything Easton has done, from their verbal appearance to their six-three record right now, I'm just still not thoroughly convinced. Like they haven't had any knockout players, like your Christina Carsons or Kevin Cousinos, but they're, they're a cohesive unit. Mm -hmm. But like, I, I don't know, Cal facing California at home, even though they haven't had the hottest of seasons, this is the closest one I honestly had to call. Um, all week. So, and for some reason, like something's telling me, go with California. Uh, all right. Uh, feel good. Tyler, your thoughts on this matchup? Yeah, again, like I said, like you know, California trying to reclaim some of that old magic, but it isn't exactly working well for them at the moment. Being three and six, you know, Eastern opposite side six and three. I'm going to have to go with the odds here, and you know, put my five bucks into Eastern. Right, I'm probably going to go Eastern 2 here. I think California, they're just struggling at the moment. I think they need just something, just a spark, a player, or just something to get them going, and they just haven't gotten that. So I'm going to say Eastern. One win away. Moving on to another matchup here. We've got the 4-5 and five Miami, who have been pretty impressive compared to what they were last year taking on a Fargo team that is still pretty dominant. So this is going to be an interesting matchup. I'll let Tyler say his thoughts on it first. So Tyler, what do you think of this matchup? 
Caleb. Uh, so like I said, since uh, since Bowers left Miami, uh, it was Miami, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Miami. Yes. It was Miami. They have been you know, perking up a little bit because their first season, man, they were crap. They were. Ain't no point sugarcoating that one. They really were the pits. And they seem to have really poked themselves up a little bit. While only getting there up with four and five at the moment, I think they can still make something good in the season. But while I think we'll touch a little bit later on when we talk about how good Texas is doing, far go, there are a team that are seriously strong contenders. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. as much as I think yeah, Miami right. are on the up and up, I think this one's going to go to Fargo. Right. Uh, Bruce, your thoughts? I mean, Fargo's the best team in the world. I, I have to say that. But I also have to say, uh, up, and up and up as Miami is this year, and they are, they've already doubled the amount of wins that they pulled off in their inaugural season under Joe Bowers. They have not won a single road game yet. And they are going to Fargo a contender and a wonderful team. They just, they can't win on the road and they're facing friggin' Fargo. So I, I have to go with Fargo. Okay. Uh, Charles, your thoughts on the matchup? Well, uh, Fargo, uh, Fargo sure has been against going on the good streak. Uh, the the Christina is clicking and everything's going well. While far, uh, Miami uh, certainly uh, has been showing a lot of good things so far compared to last year. I mean, we're talking about the one number one uh, defense in the league and uh, the Miami Tropics, but uh, they've been tr- struggling in offense, uh, which has been their problem. So uh, if, uh, we we can. Uh, I like to say that probably uh, Fargo uh, might uh, do uh, just enough uh, offense to to get ahead, but you can never know uh, with uh, the type of defense that Miami put. Uh, it can be just like one or two points uh, differential, but uh, I'll still every, go with Fargo. Yeah. I mean, every, every game Miami has lost except for that Texas game, I'm pretty sure has been single digits. Hmm. So like it's a four and five team, but they're, they're a really good four and five team, but again, no road wins. That's, that's the real thing that's sticking out to me. Also, same here. here. I mean, they haven't won the road, but to me, all that means is that they drew for a win on the road. I, All right. I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be a bit crazy here. I'm gonna pick Miami on this. I think. How dare you? I think they might pull this off. I mean, who knows? I, I mean, I'm being a bit risky with my picks today, but I I think they can pull it off if I'm honest. I mean, you never know. I've seen crazier stuff. I've seen freaking yeah. Darwin win against the reigning premiers for God's sake. All right. So, if that can happen, Miami winning on the road certainly can as well. Anyway, moving on to Down River versus Grand Rapids, the Michigan Derby, as I like to call it. Guys, your Ooh. thoughts on it? Uh, well, who um, wants to go first? That's it. All right, Charles. Go. Uh, certainly, this it's a game that. Uh, 
the dragons can't allow and themselves to let slip by uh, after that uh, uh, narrow loss against North Florida. Uh, they need to keep the, the the rhythm that they had after a tough start of the season in order to stay in the the playoff hunt. So uh, and well, Downriver, as much as we talk about them. Uh, they still uh, having some issues. Uh, so, uh, like I said, uh, this game, this one is for uh, the Dragons to lose. Uh, but I think I'll go, go with Grand Rapids. All right. Uh, Bruce? Yeah. Um, I, I have to go with Grand Rapids. Uh, haven't seen much on a downriver this season. I mean... Grand Rapids has been when they're on, they're on. When they're off, they're off. Mm-hmm. So I think when facing down river, they're a little bit more prone to being on. Like, this is one I'm being tentative, and uh, but I have to go with Grand Rapids. Like there's there's not much to say about them. Like they're uh they are a very mercurial team, mm-hmm. but. When it comes to that cross straight rivalry, I they're gonna they're gonna bring everything they can to the table. And uh, Downriver will also bring everything to the table, but I think Grand Rapids has a lot more to bring to the table for this showdown. Okay. Uh Tyler, your thoughts? Uh, yeah, like I said, you know, this is gonna be the Grand Rapids game to lose because they're currently, you know, running an alright season while Downriver once again now, you know, the perennial, you know, to people like basement team, uh-huh. it's like you know they yep. take the because correct me if I'm wrong, weren't they the very first winners of the furball? Uh-huh. It's like they're still trying to reclaim that magic. It's like you know it all well for them back in season one, and then it just all went to shit after that. It's like yeah, now two and seven. Uh-huh. So again, you know yeah. my five bucks for this match, gonna have to go with the dragons. Same man, just. They're just far too strong at the moment, I think. I mean, they might be five and four, but simply put it, I mean, Downriver, it is like they've won the championship and then just decided to put it on order apart for the last four seasons. It is yikes. Girding off that OG championship and never have to do a thing again, apparently. Yeah, just going to sit there, take collect the paycheck. Whatever. Anyway, on forever. to the primetime Monday Night Football Game of the Week. We got a fizzler. It's Nashville versus New Orleans. Uh. Well, those are two expansion teams. Yeah, four and five. I mean, they're not two and, expansion. Well, and uh, New Orleans got a, a great upset uh, last week uh, against uh, New York. Uh, we have to remember that. Uh-huh. Could they ride high? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, everything is possible. They might. They might warm some stuff up. I've seen weirder things happen. Uh-huh. But um, I, I don't think so. Like, I, I can see them making a run at the end of the season. I could also see Nashville making. Uh, it's just, oh, it's a real sleeper. But somebody's got to play on Monday. Uh-huh. I'm just going to say, let's go with the fun pick on this one. I'm going to go with New Orleans. Why not? Like, they might have some revival thing going on after that uh, 
they're riding high after that New York upset. I agree. So I'm just going to go. Yeah. You know what? Ride, ride the, ride the good vibes. Keep it going against a uh, not too stellar Nashville. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm going to be kiss of death again. And I'm going to say new Orleans just because, well, they've won last week. They'll win this week. Maybe. I don't know. Just be kiss of death again. New Orleans. Uh, Tyler. Yeah, it's going to have to be Nashville for me on this one. And Charles? Uh, well, as much as I would hope that New Orleans continue with their uh, their streak, uh, you have to see, go with the numbers. As much as uh, Nashville, the Tots, uh, been uh, pretty much uh, uh, even uh, me, uh, I think they got a good chance of winning. Mad uh, beats Blaine. I can see uh, your line of thought. Mm-hmm. I can agree with that as well, but I'm still tipping nuance. Anyway, onto the overview of the standings in it's the United Conference. We've got in the West Las Vegas leading six and three, Eastern leading in the East six and three. Wild cards there: the Chicago Outlaws and the New York Titans, both on five and four. Meanwhile, in the Carnell Conference, we've got Texas way out there in the West, up on top, eight and one. East, we've gotten a very competitive conference. North Florida leading five and four. Wild cards, we've got Fargo with six and three. Grand Rapids and Portland on five and four, and the Miami Tropics still in the mix with four and f- with a four and five record. So to be then- clear, that that whole division, everyone's four or five or five and four. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it's, well, like it's I a said, very competitive division. Really is. Yeah, for uh, like I said, some might say that like in other, any other sports, uh, they always have a weak division. But I, 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 you can you can't really see that way. You can see it as really oh. competitive too. Miami's at the bottom, but yet they have the best defense in the whole dang league. So that. I know it's competitive and neither of them have like a real edge, but that's a fun division to watch. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, let's move on to the Texas Ramblers. Who can stop them? The remaining schedule after week 10, Fargo in week 11. They've got to go to Portland in week 12. Week 13, they've got the Grand Rapids Dragons. Then they've got, to finish it off, they've got a three-week road trip to California, Eastern, and Las Vegas. Guys, you, this is interesting here. Um, do you think any of these teams could stop Texas? I'll go to Charles first. Well, uh, one thing's for sure. If, if they can go through this, uh, it's going to show uh, the character of this team. Is they going to be truly ready to uh, step up in the playoff? Because we all know uh, that uh, Texas has a, a little curse that some would say that uh, they've been uh, having tough luck in trying to get ahead during the playoffs. So if mm-hmm. you look at this, uh, it's, it's still won't going to be easy. I mean, uh, Fargo, uh, pretty uh, tough uh, challenge. Uh, Portland can surprise. Uh, also, uh, week 13, uh, everyone is looking forward for that week 13 against the Dragons. I mean, we, are we going to see Colleen versus Jackie Knight round two? Uh, 
uh, it's uh, going to be uh, really interesting. Other than that, the dance probably the easiest game that they got there and finishing with Eastern and uh, Las Vegas uh, is going to be tough. But uh, like I said, uh, they, if they go through with a positive record, uh, it's going to show that they are truly ready. Otherwise, uh, it's going to be tough uh, to to go all the way with wins there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bruce, your thoughts on it? I mean, if they can... I, I have to bank on Fargo because, you know, local stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to be their first challenge. I realize that's their next thing. Well, they still have to get through this week's. But... Um, Fargo is going to be their toughest challenge. Those are the two hottest teams in the league. And it will, I'd wager dollars to donuts, be a preview of the conference championship game. Uh, I mean, it's a tough schedule for them. And I wouldn't be surprised if they slip up once or even twice over these next six games. Uh, I also wouldn't be surprised if they run the table and go 15-1. Like, they're a solid team. They've knocked out a lot of good teams. But uh, I'd have to say Fargo has the best shot, but um, Easton continues to surprise, and Vegas is nothing to sneeze at. Mm-hmm. So I think that if anyone's going to stop them, it's going to be Fargo, but if that doesn't stop them, facing Easton at home that late in the season is what my bet would be. Mm-hmm. Tyler, your thoughts? My brain has gone absolutely dead on this one. It's like, you know, what can we say about Texas this season? You know, it's like, you know, normally with Texas, you can normally pick a weakness of them. Like, they're normally pretty stellar on the offense as it is. But normally their defense is like Swiss cheese. Not to go back under the cheese plants. But normally they've got more holes than a fresh, fresh block of sweat. <laughs> yeah, they've normally got more holes in their defense than a block of Swiss though. cheese. Wow. Of all the cheeses in the world, we didn't mention Swiss on that part. I'm fascinated. Oh, God. But yeah, you know, back, back, back to the topic ahead, not counting the cheese. It's like normally their defense has got quite a few chinks in it, but it seems like some gambles that Jack Knight made during the offseason is kind of paying off for them, especially with trades and with a signing of a Jamarcus Striper from the draft, or the rookie draft, and some of the signings he made as well for both wide receivers and some various other positions seem to really batten down the hatches, and it's like, if I'm to put money on anyone ending the run of the Ramblers, it will be Grand Rapids, because that's going to be a marquee matchup again, as what Charles said from the, from the rematch of Kemper versus Knight. You know, the quote-unquote girlfriends. You know, it's going to be, you know, handbags at 10 paces when they, when they square off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like that's going to overshadow that game, though, is what I'm concerned about. Like, whenever Whenever they meet up, they're generally good games, but I mean, when, when those two collide, that's that's the real marquee. Yeah, you do not want to be anywhere within ten miles of those two in Amy's. Like the sparks fly whenever they're around. And yet, I still think it'll be a full house in uh, Texas. Mm-hmm. I, I would agree with that. Personally, I mean, I'll bring this up. In the year two thousand, the Fafel. There was a team, a team from Adelaide, 
They went 20 and 1. Made it to the finals. Won, won the qualifying final, got to the grand final, and then smashed their opponents in the grand final to claim the prize. Sometimes you get those big teams that just are unbeatable. Sometimes you just get that. And I think we're seeing that this year at Texas. They are the, the dominant team this year. And they will be the team to beat. But that being said, North Florida managed to beat them. In the same way that same way that Werribee were able to beat Adelaide during the se- 2000 season. All they still are- made they Werribee made the finals. So I think if it's anything like that, I'm saying Texas should be fairest with a fur bomb. And I do expect North Florida to go go a fair bit into the playoffs as well. That's just all I'm saying. You think they'll meet again? Mm. Is that what you're implying? Maybe. Mm. Well, the only way they can meet is eventually in the playoff, perhaps uh, Continental Conference Championship. Uh, So it's really going to be interesting. Oh, that's right. I got... I got the divisions mixed up. You're right. I, I was trying to imply that Texas might be un, unstoppable or almost unstoppable. That's what I was trying to imply. I was also trying yeah, to imply that North Florida have a good mm-hmm. chance of doing all right in the playoffs. I don't know if they can top yeah, Florida, though. Like, they, they may they have got... Texas's number, and I agree with that, but they, they have to beat so many other people before they can even get a chance to repeat that. Mm-hmm. You you have to realize too that as much as uh, a click great clicking offense Texas has been, uh, they still uh, are a little less than standard on defense. I mean, uh, the games they won uh, was uh, isn't as uh, so one sided uh, as it can be. Uh, if I can uh, check my. If I you can check, Jackson, who has a dominant enough offense to challenge that defense, even if it's not the best defense, like there's no offense as dominant or nearly as dominant to even come up that one. Like their their defense is their offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like even in previous seasons when their def- when their defensive line hasn't been all that hot, you know, the Texas O line has been one of the most potent weapons in the league. Since day one, they may not have had like an overall hot season or like we've touched on their playoff curse. Their offense has always been their one key asset. I would and it was, that. No, you're right. I think during that North Florida game, they had a couple of knocked out linemen, line furs. Huh. Yeah, it's like, like the thought I've always had. Yes, they lost that game to uh, North Florida by just a single point. But maybe that could be what it all it takes to knock the Ramblers out. Because, you know, when we come to the postseason, when it's a one-game knockout situation, all it could take is, you know, one point to knock them out, one simple mistake, and poof. There we go. Bye-bye, Texas. But uh, it's really going to be interesting to see where the the season's going to go along as we're nearing... Uh, half, uh, the half of the season. Mm-hmm. It'll certainly be interesting, but finally, God, this has been a long show, but finally, we are over to the FBA. 
Charles, you want to rust down the January 12th scores? Uh, certainly. So, uh, the scores for January uh, 12th, uh, the game that happened uh, tonight. Uh, the Lauren Firestone won over the Albany, uh, Albany Alphas, uh, 109 to 95. Uh, in a big uh, East Division matchup, uh, the Williamsburg Willet Minutemen won uh, a great game against the Banco Tide, 132 to 123. Uh, also, uh, the Plymouth uh, defeats the Huntsville Mayor, 113 to 105. Uh, the Tennessee Moonshiner gets a good uh, a good uh, victory against the Pride 97-91. Also, a great contested game uh, that uh, was played. The Baltimore Spirits edge out the TSC Typhoons 111-110. Uh, and, oh, and finally, uh, the Biloxi Voodoo uh, had a, a great game against the Keystone as they went 127 to 107. Uh, thanks, Charles. Um, we're going to have a quick look at the January 13 games. Um, San Jose yes. Thrust, Thrust take on the, the Alaska Arctics. Um, yep. The KO. The. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, Charles, you'll have to kind of walk us through this. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, no, uh, no problem. I mean, uh, the January. Sort of records for everyone to look through okay january third january 13 game preview uh the trust uh san jose going to visit the arctic uh big game uh, pacific rims uh, the kauna is going to visit the spectrums at santa ana uh, the totems edmonton is going to visit the las vegas wildcards the montana hollow is going to visit uh the summit it's always great matchup uh Dakota Bruce, your bikers, going to visit, uh, get uh, a visit from the Arizona Whips. And uh, finally, the, the Texas uh, Lone Stars going to uh, face uh, the Winnipeg Voyagers. Interesting there. A few decent matchups there. Maybe a few not so decent, but hey, that's the name of the game. You always get, the, you always get some of those matches like that. Meanwhile, we're going to have a quick look at the standings here as of January 6th. Uh, the Plains Division is being dominated by the Dakota Bikers 26-4. to Mmm. You're really happy about that, Bruce, aren't you? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Why wouldn't course, I be? <laughs> I know you. Yeah. Uh, the Montana Howlers currently 19-11 in the Mountain Division. Um, oh, that's adorable. I mean, the mountains, I mean, not a lot of rare up there, so, I mean... They... There's not a lot of anything up there. Like, the Montana's winning with 1911. That is just so cute. I will pat them on the head and say, nice job, gold star for Montana. I mean, what, I mean, you'd... I don't know how it See works. See you in the postseason! I would think... <laughs> I would think that the less air you have the atmosphere... The more easier it is to get more speed on the ball, so maybe that's how they're doing it. I don't know. I guess. I mean, sure. But I'm at this point. I'm just kind of worn out. No, it's fine. 
It's fine. Congratulations to him. You just think of whatever at this point. On the Pacific Rim division, we're gonna tie in first. It's Hawaii versus Santa Ana. Both on 22 and 8. Who will get the edge? You make the call. Uh, the also, uh, I'll go Hawaii. The, <laughs> the Northern Division, uh, the Tides uh, are ahead as usual, uh, being dominated with 23 and 6. Yeah, Central Division, the, uh, the, the Williamsburg Minutemen lead the Central Division at 22 and 7, and the Southern Division. Uh, still led by the finalists of last year, the Biloxi Voodoo at 20 and 9. That's pretty good. Uh, I do like them a lot. Those Voodoo are dangerous folks. Mm-hmm. I would love a rematch, but that's not going to happen. That never happens in mm-hmm. basketball. You never have the same two teams in the finals four years in a row. I mean, you had your... They took on the Bikers last year, and the Bikers kind of wiped no, the they did. them, didn't they? I'd, I'd like to see them again. I look forward to seeing them again, but that just that's not how sports work. That's not how it works. Uh, is that it? Is that? Uh, I think we. Pretty, that's everything I have on the docket. Thank Look, God. Pretty much covers it. Hey, we had fun and we made yeah. friends along the way. I don't. I we agree. made a lot of <laughs> jokes. <laughs> we had a lot of speculation, Jeez. and we had fun. Jesus, and that's what it's really all about, audience. I am am fatigued off this. It has been months since we've done something like this, but thank God we're back. That's all. Oh, we are back, and we are going strong in 2019, baby. Yeah. Yes, like the bikers. Hoorah! 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 (laughs) Hoorah! Uh, uh, anything you guys want to add to the end of this? I'll start with Bruce. No, I mean, I've said everything I need to say. Hoorah, hoorah, bikers ride on. Fargo, love you too. Uh, Tyler? F-A-F-O. You know my thoughts. Uh, Tyler, anything else you want to add to the end of this? Yeah, just to finish off with the buns, you know, because you know what I say, you gotta take the gouda with the bat. These cheese puns, Jesus. You mean uh, cheeses? <laughs> they are the cheesiest. Oh. All right. Uh, Charles, uh, anything you want to add? No, it's it just been good to be back and looking forward to continue uh, with a great 2019 season. Yep. All right. I'd like to thank all of you guys for your support over the last couple of years and that. We're back. If it wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't be here now. We'll see you next time. I've been Wes Carey. I've been Tyler Cole. I've been Charles Bergeron. And I am Dakota Bruce White. Bye-bye. And thank you for listening to FSN. We'll see you next time. The cheesiest show on earth. It's more than a game.